Hey there, we're those sci-fi guys, and this is that those sci-fi guys show. Just two working dudes, different lives, different jobs, but a whole lot of love for science fiction and the fun that comes with. We are your hosts. I am P.S. McKay, asking, where's my elephant? I'm Kiki Calf, man, and I'll tell you, there's only one way to eat an elephant. One bite at a time. Oh, but I can't eat Stampy. Why not? He eats people. <laughs> he almost ate people. He's just a bit of a jerk. He wasn't a killer. <laughs> Where is my elephant? <laughs> my son is a, a Simpsons expert much more than I ever was. I am. I think we've talked about my, that. My daughter uh, is a fan. Uh, although recently we have begun showing her Futurama. And let me just say, getting to rewatch the series. Oh, yeah. We've skipped a couple of episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Like where Fry goes back in time to to Roswell and meets his grandmother. I don't think we've reached that one yet. Oh, my God. We skipped the one where. And he lost his shit at the end. He's just, he laughed for 10 minutes. He couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> he sat there. He's like, wait, a, he looks at me and goes, wait a minute. If that means, oh, and then he just lost it. <laughs> so you didn't get that far yet. I'm trying to, I don't know if we have yet. I mean, it's a great episode. It's a, it's a cornerstone done, episode. Well, yes, it, it truly is. <clears throat> we've um, we 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 skipped, we skipped a few of those more sex themed ones. Um, <laughs> snoo snoo. I did skip that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great one. It's I a mean, great one, but we, you can't watch that with your ten year old or eleven year old. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> Ahead in the polls is another classic one. Oh, what's one? Which one's that one? It was the election one where Nixon gets into the race. Bender sells his body, and Nixon buys his body to run for president. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Man, if life was so easy that we could just have our heads like preserved for the rest of time, and then they could just put us on top of android bodies. Hey, happened to Scott Lang. It did. It did. You're right. <laughs> I could not get through, and that was a pretty dark and grim episode. Of Very what if, dark. But man, I couldn't get past the Futurama thoughts in my head. <laughs> and we did talk about that way back when. Man, that was over a year ago. Hair. A little yes. filter fish jar. You know what, Lord? You know what starts this week? The uh, tales of the Jedi, the vignettes about Count Dooku and Ahsoka. Oh yeah, that's right. All in Clone Wars style animation. Yeah, it is Fuck cheaper. Yeah, but not because <laughs> the the. I mean, the, the, the polygons are the same, but the actual effects are much better. 
Well, but they already have that animation style on board. <laughs> That's right. why I think they rolled back to it after Rebels was a slightly different style. Yep, a little softer. It, the resistance was even more so. It was completely different. But then no. they went back and they did Clone Wars Season 7. And they're like, <laughs> well, we're going to continue the story in Bad Batch, so let's do that. So. Yeah, just do it that way. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to be jarring like that for such a different era. And, and you already have the digital renderings that you can just make improvements to, rather than redo everything. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we got a bit <laughs> of a hodgepodge episode here. Nothing truly. Uh, I mean, I guess it's more Marvel centric than anything, right? With a little bit of DC flicked in. Yes, but before we jump into that, I guess we should probably go ahead and acknowledge uh, a, a recent passing. Keep going. Uh, the passing of uh, Leslie Jordan yesterday. Yes, I've been meaning to look him up. I'm sure I've seen him everywhere, but I can't recall one specific... Thing. Well, he was in an episode of Voyager. He was a Ferengi. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> um, I believe it was the episode where the Ferengi took over that one planet. Yes, this is basically the sequel to. Um... Oh, what the hell was the name of that episode? Uh. Oh, whatever. That one. <laughs> well, anyway, he was in that. Anything else, though? He was in everything. He everything. was, uh, he was oh, everything. I get it. False Prophets, the sequel to the Next Generation episode, The Price. He played Cole, who was uh, played by a, a different actor in the original uh, Next Gen episode, but I mean, he was in so many things. He was, um, well, he was uh, in, uh, in the most over recent a dozen episodes. Cat. Of, right, he was in that. He was in a dozen episodes, over a dozen episodes of Will and Grace. Um, okay, so he's such a good character actor that he's one of those people I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick out. But I would right. I would know each and every single character that he played. Of course, yes. You know, he's a very short kind of um, he's got kind of a high voice. He actually released um, I want to say it was a gospel album in the past year where he had a duet with Chris Stapleton. Which was oh, really? Impressive. That's yeah. interesting. Maybe Company's that. coming from last year. He's been in huh. a million things. He was in Raising Hope as Reverend Bob. I don't... That was oh, 10 yeah. years ago. I mean, he was in The Neighbors. That's mm -hmm. Carla. That's interesting. I guess he, he was, was one of the aliens. Um, Desperate Housewives is Felix Bergman. Wait oh, yeah. a minute. Maybe he was in. Oh, shoot. I think I will recognize him 
if I, where is it? Where is it? Oh, he wasn't in Sweet Home Alabama. He was not. I could have sworn he was the, the the lawyer at the very end there, but no, he was not. Oh, but he played Mr. Mm-hmm. Beauregard in American Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Beauregard. <laughs> American Dad's a very good uh, show, by the way. I recommend it. It 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 sits in Family Guy's shadow, but it's a very entertaining show. Well, you know, I I watched the first few seasons before I kind of broke away from a lot of the adult cartoons for a few years. Before circling back with The Simpsons and Futurama. Yeah. I mean, I was regularly watching Family Guy, American Dad, and even the Cleveland show, uh, you know. But I kind of, I kind of grew away from them. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Your Highness. You grew away from them. Hey, man, you, grew, you you somehow adulted more than I did. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fine. I'll 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 own it. <laughs> but I mean, everybody's entitled to whatever the you know whatever entertainment they enjoy. Uh, Don't but try it, to save uh, yourself. Pandora's out. See of my box. care face. This is my care face. Oh, look at my field. There are zero fucks to give here. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I haven't had any fucks in years. As I freely remind people at, at work when they try to push my buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I told them um, that I gave up all my fucks in, uh, <laughs> I, I, in I, the last fuck I had was in my uniform, and I haven't worn that in a year. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. This isn't this isn't Baghdad, man. There are rules. <laughs> I'm sorry, I stole that from uh, o- over uh, the line, Big McKay. Lebowski. Yeah, <laughs> over the line. <laughs> this aggression Jesus. will not stand, man. This ag- <laughs> put away the peace, man. <laughs> oh, they're Big walking Lebowski. out as the cops go like running in. Right yeah, <laughs> such a good movie. I told you that I bowled in that bowling alley, right? You did not, but... Oh, I did, yeah. Freshman year. I had no idea what the Big Lebowski was, though. And, uh... Unless... Went there. Go ahead. Said, unless, you know, you see Sam Elliott drinking sarsaparilla there. <laughs> or or Jeff Bridges and John Goodman bowling. Sadly, and Shabbos. the Jesus was not there. The Jesus was not there either, and I didn't He'd, see those Him, characters. I'd expect to be there. <laughs> was just weird enough to do that. Yeah. Him, I could just see him and Steve Buscemi bowling and talking about how <laughs> weird the other one is. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I went in the spring of 2001. We bowled. We had fun time. I thought it was interesting. And then, like, the next year... 
my roommate was playing that movie and, and I saw the bowling. I'm like, oh, hey, that's where we went. He's like, yeah, it is. And they just tore it down. I'm like, wait, what? So that bowling alley doesn't exist anymore. Uh, they tore it down in 2001. If only they'd known how important that place would have been. I mean, it's L.A. Everything has been filmed and been part of some kind of scene or something. Yeah, but you got to remember, the, the, there's a huge cult following to this film. <laughs> there's a huge cult following to a lot of films. I get it. I yeah. understand. And I'm di- I'm disappointed that it's gone because I would love to go back. Um. But uh, let let us not forget that there is an entirely fake cafe in the middle of Hollywood that is used specifically for filming, and that was you saw a whole big deal of it in Pulp Fiction. Oh my God! There's fake things in Hollywood. I know, but it's like literally in the middle of like uh, a bustling business center. Like they only use it for filming, but it's it and it's all set up like a cafe and everything. You see it all well, the it's every time I see it in the movies, I'm like, oh, there's that cafe. It's used almost all the time. So I was I was on social media today, and a friend of mine posted um, that their kid, this this uh, good friend of mine. Um, who I went to high school with and still good friends with him and his wife posted that their daughter who was a little younger than mine. Um, I guess there's a movie being filmed somewhere in the Eastern New England area and starring Liam Neeson and, you know, their daughter was an extra in the background of a scene. Uh Uh-huh. That's cool. That's cool. So, want to hear something else that's cool? Completely unrelated, but just brought some nostalgia back. So, this past weekend in town, there was basically like um, uh, a trick or treat during the day. Uh, you know, it was um, like a town Halloween kind of in, festival. In your town? In the center of town. Okay. And is this new? Kids or relatively new? Maybe I don't know. But this is the um, same town I grew up in for a good long time, and I don't remember any of that. Correct. Neither did I. But yeah. Uh, so, like all the little businesses in the downtown area, you know, that a bunch of like thirty of them, including some municipalities like the like the police department. Um. They, uh, the local art museum, uh, you know, they, they all had little, they, if they were participating, they were either handing out swag or candy or something, just walk through the center of town and <laughs> turns out that there's a little gamer shop right in the center. Spooky links. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I follow them on Facebook. I promote a lot of the stuff that they post because I, I, I like what they're doing. But yeah. then again, I just gave away the town. Maybe. <laughs> well, there was that. We also ran into some people who were promoting the upcoming steampunk event that will be happening at the Industrial Museum 
in town. Oh my god, really? Like, yeah. this town has gone full-on neo-nerd. A little. A little. What the hell? But then I also, I also, <laughs> want, I also ran into three people I n- knew from growing up who were each basically promoting their own business. One of which, of course, was the, the, uh, the old classic, you know, town landmark, the diner. Oh, yeah. Or like that was featured prominently on the TV show. Over. Correct. Took and, my in-laws uh, there. You know, I, I was, I'm friendly with one of the, I grew up with one of the kids and, you know, at that um, pool and tennis, tennis place, uh, mostly. Uh, but, mm. you know, the. You're uh, talking a lot in code. You got to be careful now. <laughs> Needless it's to turning say, off the uh, audience. <laughs> needless to say, though, I mean, school and sports, uh, I also knew him from. So, and, you know, is but a friend of mine, you know, he's now running the family business, right? So that was cool. Got to see him. Then we're walking through like a little courtyard where a bunch of little businesses had set up a little stuff. And we're doing that. And turns out. Another person went to high school with self-published uh, kind of a sci-fi kids book. That's cool. So, yep. My kid thought it was neat. Got to meet the author and artist and asked if we could buy the book. So I bought the book, you know, caught up with somebody I went to school with and found out that she's also responsible for painting some of the neat artwork that is shown on uh, buildings and murals throughout the town. So Nice. There, wow. there is a, a, a soft underbelly of some nerddom around here, which I appreciate. This did not exist when we needed it. We were the even softer underbelly of nerddom in town. We 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 were the there underground. Was you, me and, and we were maybe not three the underbelly. <laughs> we were the underground. <laughs> That's true. We really were more the underground. <laughs> it really was. Oh Jesus! I would wrap my paperback books in comics uh, pages from the newspaper to hide that I was reading Star Trek. And 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 it was brilliant because most people didn't question it. Well, sure. Then again, nowadays people don't care, and it's even easier. You don't even have to worry about hiding your book. You can just carry your e-reader or read it on your phone I, or tablet. I know. My son, he's got a 45-minute lunch break in middle school. By the way, 45 minutes. Holy shit. I you, know you liberal left coasters. Uh, yeah, apparently. Anyway, he can get out his phone and he plays on mine, uh, Minecraft with his friends clear across the campus during that 45 oh, minutes. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, you can do anything. The, the idea of having these devices when we were so young. Oh, I would have used the shit out of, of them. them. We dreamed we of them. We saw them on Star Trek. I mean, I call I call my phone my U-Rat 
from My Teacher's an Alien when Peter Thompson was taken by aliens. I don't think you read the series. Um, But he was taken by aliens, and when he was fully processed and decontaminated, he was... He wasn't a prisoner or anything. He was just he was given citizenship on the ship and his guide handed him a a tablet or like a little, you know, handheld thing like a phone. It folded out, supposedly, um, but he called it a U-Rat, a universal something, something, something. And the anagram was U-Rat. And that's basically what we have as a phone access to everything. Or remember the pads in Star Trek? Oh, my God. That was the first thing I looked at when I bought my first iPad 11 years ago. You felt <laughs> you did. Did you walk up to somebody and say, Captain, here's the today's duty roster? No, but I bought the pad, uh, the pad app on uh, the iTunes. Oh, so store. you had the L cars. The, I had L cars. I have video of me doing using the iPad through the L cars app. And it was amazing. You've seen it. Maybe, but it's I I'll been show a long it to you. Time. I'll send it to you, but not I, now. Dude, but. <laughs> when my I was with my dad when he went looking for his first cell phone in the mid to late nineties and he ended up getting <laughs> one that's just like kind of like a solid you know, remember how they were like just basically solid rectangles? Not yeah. like the big no, no, 80s, not the but... not the big chunky one, but they were like one inch thick, two inches wide, and like six inches long. Four inches long, yeah. Or four inches long, six, six, four, four to six inches long, and the the, the antenna that you pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was convinced. I was trying to convince him to get the flip phone. I was like, Dad. Yeah. It's like Star Trek. <laughs> He's like. I regret bringing you to that Star Trek movie when you were five. Oh, he really said that? No, but I kind of got that. <laughs> you got the hint. Okay, you, you, you. They yeah, took okay. me to see Star Trek four when I was a kid. Uh, I, because I, of, I, I as a son. as a kid, I, I enjoyed watching the reruns of the animated series that used to run on Nickelodeon all those years mm-hmm. ago when we were kids. They so, did in the late know, 80s, I, early 90s. Very mm-hmm. early 90s, by the way. Mostly in the 80s. But, yeah. So, I mean, the technology kind of that we dreamed of is here. It really is. I mean, do you remember watching, you know, go, going to see the Dick Tracy movie in the 90s with Warren Beatty? And they had the, the talk and watch. We've got those <laughs> they now. They did. The radio watch, yeah. yeah. We do. We have that. And they're annoying as shit. <laughs> Not the radio watches. Even the, the Apple watch. The smart watches. I know. I know. Uh, but. When when my phone. When I get a text message. I can see. And I don't have a smart watch. Well I do. But I have. Uh, I have a Garmin watch. It's a nice watch. It's just not an Apple watch. I mean. If my phone's ringing. It'll show that my phone is ringing. And technically I hit right. a button. And it will answer the call, but I actually have to talk to my, my phone. Right. Know. Well, that's but what still, happens. I can catch a text it, message. It, yeah. 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 Mine's a garment. It's about the same way. So, I mean, it's cool. Really. 
Yeah, no, it's cool. I used to have an Apple Watch, and I would talk through it like Dick Tracy every now and then. But then I realized that was the equivalent of talking on the phone with the speaker on in public. I'm like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> so, and then after two and a half years, the battery on my Apple Watch swelled up and the screen popped off. <laughs> two yeah, and a half I, years, I, that's it. Only two and a half years. I think I, I had a Fitbit watch. It was like a little one that you could take out and put into a, a band. Then yes, you had to take it out. Fitbit put Force. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went through two of those because one like died after like a year. And so we actually got it refunded and got another one. But this is a better watch altogether. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> it's one that wouldn't get you too in trouble with the military. I mean, it's gray. It's, you know, it's. You it's know, not neon, there's a lot, neon a lot of green soldiers. with the band. Yeah, but a lot of soldiers wearing the smartwatches and after a while they start getting banned when you had to do sensitive stuff so like okay you can't come into this office uh and and be wearing that watch in a skiff right. a secure room you couldn't wear one you couldn't take your cell phone in couldn't have a smartwatch on i mean how they had to ban them in the mlb dugouts because people were <laughs> using them to like steal signs and shit oh sure yeah yeah um what about tiktok that is an evil app, man. Well, one, it's directly funded by the Chinese government, which I have reservations about. And I can't get away from it. I'll scroll through social media, you know, Facebook yeah. or something like that. And now they're just... There's TikTok reposts. Video. I know, and I try not to dive into them, but here's the problem. The, the reposts are okay. Things. The reposts are okay as long as you don't you go to TikTok.com or use their app. No. Not me, man. I don't no, even I use don't Instagram either. or Twitter. I use Instagram, but it, I, I use it passively. I just... I just we do I, have I, a I Twitter account, folks. Please don't think that we're that much of a sense of Luddites. No. I'm the one who created the Twitter account. I'm the one who uses the Twitter account. Oh, Mr. Me. Yeah, I'll, I also edit every single episode. Oh, and upload them. Who created the website, sir? You did it all. Okay. Okay. But they came here for my star power, just remember. Son of a bitch! <laughs> remember. Uh, <laughs> I'm the color guy. You're the play-by-play -play dude. I'm the play-by-play, -play. yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. You're Pat Summerall. I'm John Madden. Uh, I don't know who any of those guys are. You don't even know John Madden? I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course I know. Of course. There was a recent Family Guy episode where they listed off a bunch of people that were very mainstream, and Peter goes, I don't know who any of those guys are. <laughs> so... Anyway, so enough about our nostalgia for wanting this kind of technology nowadays back in the late 90s or early 90s. It would have been sweet, but also society would have been ruined pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're working our way closer and closer to bread and circuses, my friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. And I blame social media so badly. And the Ugh. IPA craze. I don't. No, I think the IPA brings culture. Come on now. Think about that. As I've told you before, if I wanted something bitter, I'd just look at my soul. <laughs> you see, I'm here. The East Coast is just a huge IPA craze up in the Northeast. I don't know what it is. I go to the you liquor like the store to try to get it. Right? I, yeah. Yeah, I do too. But then again, I, I enjoy this uh, chocolate porter as well. No, and, and you should. I mean, it, it's okay to, to like an occasional IPA. I mean, I like a few IPAs myself, but I'm an being ale, a connoisseur uh, of IPAs, like, ugh, well, you, that's too most bitter. Micro brews up here are just IPA, double IPA, New yeah. England IPA. Uh, uh, India, it's just easier you know, to make an IPA. I don't know. I, I think it's just a trend. I think that's just the trend up here. I don't know yeah. if it's up here or if it's across. I'm just not an IPA guy. No, no Never there's a local there's a local um brew house uh bar that serves a lot of local stuff around here. Most of it's IPAs. It, it's out here it, too. Just no. Miles O'Brien wasn't drinking IPAs in the twenty fourth century. Mm-mm. He was drinking ales. He was the pale ale. Oh, I know. Pale ale doesn't look like that. (laughs) And then he was just drinking straight up lagers. Yeah. (laughs) And those big mugs he would get at Quarks. He drank ales on the Enterprise. He drank big honking lagers on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. And he was still a good husband. There's a lesson to be learned here, people. Well, we sent the hall. On Enterprise, it definitely was. I I still I still don't understand the idea of Synthahol. Hall. I get it. It gives you the effects of intoxication, but it doesn't intoxicate you. Yeah, which they, they originally I think Data said it was created by the Ferengi. That makes absolutely no sense from a business perspective. You'd want your business your your to people an addictive... to be drunk off their ass. That's yeah. why Quarks, you know, he got he was serving all liquor there. He hated. Yeah. Remember when? When they, they when all the Klingons left, he's like, "You want quiet? You go to the Repomat. This is Quarks, you know. He wants it rowdy. He wants it loud. He wants it yep. filled <laughs> with drunk people who are willing to throw money at his Dabo wheel and the Dabo girls and the Hollow Sweets." Yes, this is true. He was a Wild West saloon keeper. That's what he was. I would agree with that. It's interesting mm-hmm. how it turned out that way too. I mean, he was. I, they, it was by design, I'm sure. And I, I never thought about it like that before. But you're absolutely right. In one of those Star Trek table, coffee table books, like a compendium, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a, a beautiful um, color, like all, like all photographs from like the original series onward up to the launch of Voyager, I think. Mm-hmm. And they would have these little, you know, in, you know, like sweeping, you know, there'd be chapters upon, you know, the series and the movies and stuff. But then they would also have like the little inserts that you would see. Yeah. And 
the, in that book, one of the one of the comparisons was Deep Space Nine as a 24th century version of Fort Laramie, which was like the like the biggest outpost along the Oregon Trail between Kansas and Oregon. It was kind of like yeah. a, a halfway point. It's that was like the last full... point where the Donner Party stopped before they they took off on their ill-fated trip over the Sierras. Yeah, right. It was a major install. It was a major installation. It was a mm-hmm. trading post. It kind of sat uh, at some crossroads. Interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed it because that was right. You know, at the height of my both reading about um, Star Trek, of course, but as well as my great love of things in the 19th century America. (laughs) The Wild West, the Civil War. Wait a minute. I never knew you were interested in 19th century America. I had no idea. Well, there's a lot of things about me you don't know. That's what happens when you move across country. Are you doing a deadpan reaction to me because I was being an asshole by saying that? Correct. Interesting. Interesting. This can go both ways. So tell me about it. First off, (laughs) no. Too little, too late. All right. Well, I think I think we've traveled down the memory hole pretty well. Um, Dude, I think we started an underground tunnel. Honestly, we did. Well, we talked about the underground of being a, a, a geek. Yeah, not a nerd, we, a geek. Nerd, geek, eh, kind of interchangeable. Geeks have know social there's... skills. Nerds are techni- technically inclined. Hmm. I guess I am a geek. You seem more yeah. nerdish to me. Shut up. I hate you. I'll kill you. <laughs> Again. I think that, that only solidifies point. your point. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, All right. Good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to make you laugh. <laughs> so we are here. We don't have any particular agenda, obviously, tonight. But I, I figured that we would talk about. I figured we'd talk about a few things, like not no one specific topic, but a bunch of like little news items that have come out this <clears throat> this past week. Pardon me. So, um. I uh, <laughs> TT, I made you, I made you watch the Secret Invasion trailer last week, right before we started recording, with the intention of us talking about it, and we never touched base about it at all, not well, once. That's because it turned out it to be a secret trailer, yeah. so we couldn't talk about it. Only so, now has it been declassified for us to discuss. This and is true. You you so you, there- you go back and forth between homeless Nick Fury and badass Nick Fury. In the trailer. Yeah. 
So I'm very <laughs> curious to see if there's time jumps, if there's a scroll dressed as Fury, you know, flashbacks. So here's here's my thing. Um, we're going to talk about the Secret Invasion trailer. I want to talk about the Ant-Man trailer. I want to talk about the Guardians Holiday Special trailer. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, well, you're going to have to. It must have just dropped today. It did. It did. And it's great. It is great. Tell you what, put a pin in it. We'll we'll open with it on Thursday. You can just watch it. We'll we'll, we'll cut out a section here. Not a big deal. It's, All right. it's a minute and a half. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make me watch, please. It's it's like one of those you know watch videos. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, there isn't a time jump, huh? So I want to talk about the Guardians. I think it's good. It's hilarious. It's great. And okay, it also okay. falls into our final topic of the day, which we'll we'll release when we get there. All right, all right. Then let let me put it on Paiuse, and we will. Resume. Well, let's let's talk about the other stuff first, and then we can talk about. This. Uh, I want to watch this real quick. You're the all one right, who made the fine. big deal out of it. All right. Well, hold on. Let me mark the time. Go ahead. All right, Mark. Well played, sir. Well played. Yeah, right? Right. Okay, so 40... Hold on, it's, it's going to rerun if I don't hit pause on it. Okay. Okay, this you're back. In, and I have thoughts. Uh, Carry sure on. So that being said, <laughs> I have those those three trailers to talk about. Which one do you want to talk about first? The one that's top of mind or previously of mind? Mm. Or middle of the mind? Well, all I can say is let's just start with the one we were supposed to talk about last time. <laughs> Secret Invasion. Gotcha. Um. So there's not a lot of information we get other than Maria Hill's back. Thank God. Thumbs up. Like that. She looks a bit haggard. Intentionally, by the way. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She looks a bit haggard from the shit that she's been brought through. And I I guess she said three and a half years or all uh, not all these years, but it's been like three and a half years since Fury's been back to Earth. And she's called him multiple times and just he just let it go to voicemail. Um, and she goes, well, why now? Why are you doing this now? And he goes, this is different. Um, we know from is... Spider-Man. That he's been in space with the scrolls mm. For at least eight months at that point. And it's been several years since then, possibly. And what is your question? Part of me runders because, like, you see Fury in Age of Ultron, right? Yep. That's the last we see of Fury until the end of Infinity War, right? Being in charge of anything, yeah. Just in general, we don't see him in anything. 
Right. So, Infinity, I mean, technically the years are, are about even. So that would be three years. So, was, you know, is the scroll stuff leading right up to, I mean, is that a prequel to Before the Snap? What, him, what, Secret Invasion? Yeah. No, no, it's totally not. Because remember, at the end of WandaVision, we had the female Skrull talk to, um, what's her face? Uh, God, what's her name? Uh, Captain Proton, but not. What's her name? Monica Rambo. Thank you, Monica Rambo. Talk to her saying that she has someone up there has plans for her and she needs to come with her now. And by the way, this is this is before I mean, this is after Spider-Man No Way uh, Far From Home. So we know that there is a scroll base in orbit or somewhere within Earth's solar system. Mm hmm. So that happens. And. I've heard it does. <laughs> and, and and we were so far in the MCU, we've been shown that scrolls are victims and they're they're friendly victims. If, if you give them a hand, they're gonna they're gonna help back. Right? So here's the question. They tried is there to another help faction? Huh? I said they tried to help Spider Man. They tried to, yeah. But the question is, who are these other scrolls that are supposedly fighting Talos? Who's supposed to be in charge of his faction? Are they fighting Talos? Well, I mean, he he's in confrontation with them. Is he? Well, there's a whole room of them that turn into the same person that Talos is facing immediately in front of him. Perhaps. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, the big the big quote here <laughs> and, and again, obviously spy thriller with you know, shapeshifters and everything. Nick Fury's like, I'm the last person standing between them and what they really want. We don't know what they want because that's the that's the tagline. But what is it that the scrolls want on Earth? Aren't they looking for a home at the end of Captain Marvel? Yeah, but are they just going to, like, take over Earth, all five billion? I mean, there's not enough scrolls on Earth or in the world universe. Yeah, but you don't need that many to be able to control the planet if you can just change shape. No, true. But remember uh, from Deep Space Nine? There were there were five changelings in the Alpha Quadrant. Five. That's it. I think my I please talk because I, I can't hear you. I nodded. Uh, there we go. Not great. I thought my headphones in, in, set in, in, a, in an out. audio forum, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean. Could be. I mean, could Talos, Talos be a double agent? Maybe. I don't think that he is because they played him too too clean. Well, he was once he once he ditched the 
the douchey Ben Mendelsohn skin. Not that Ben Mendelsohn is douchey, just is the the form of Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> the guy was a real yeah. kind of a, a tool. <laughs> he, yeah, he's the guy who's always the 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 dweeby kind of sketchy assistant. That's such a trope. It's always, <laughs> but then when he's callous, he's just kind of. He kind of likes to wax philosophical a little. Well, he does because he's the leader of his people, who's trying to find a refuge for them. But he's willing to help the humans because Nick Fury. He's indebted to Nick Fury. And Carol Danvers. And Carol Danvers. And he's not gonna he's not gonna back out on his his bond with them. And the fact mm. that he was sitting there in Monica Rambo's home, her mother's home, oh, and yeah. drinking from a, a straw cup. <laughs> a generic straw cup, be like, all right, all right. Let's we'll just—it's a fast—it's a fast. Let's just, let's just settle down now. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what accent you're going for, but it it's definitely a was horrible mismatch. <laughs> Isn't Mendelssohn Australian? He is. Yeah, uh, that they was said, not Australian. You know, that was his natural accent. His accent. Yeah. When he, when he plays Talos. That's his natural accent. He's like, yeah. finally, I get to speak in my... It's like, it's like Hemsworth. It's like, <laughs> I'm not able, you know. Hemsworth like plays speak his natural accent in uh, Ghostbusters 2016. I thought he played an American. Oh. Maybe he did. I don't he, know. He basically got to do his natural accent in that <laughs> Australian... Uh, board of tourism oh, the, ad. Yeah, the the the, the, the crocodile Dundee, uh, son of Dundee quote sequel. <laughs> yes, brilliant. That was a really well done ad campaign. By the way, I was yeah. pissed because I by wanted the way, to see it. I would it. love to see. I would have paid money to movie. see the damn thing. <laughs> and they kept dropping more and more Aussies into it. It's like Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman, Ruby, uh, Ruby Rose, uh, Margot Robbie. They're all in it. They're all in it. What, what's his face? What, what's his name from uh, uh, Eastbound and Down? Kenny Powers. Yeah, Kenny no, Powers. Uh, what, what uh, be, uh, Danny. Um... Danny Trejo. Tri- no. no. <laughs> um, Danny McBride. Right. <laughs> I would have paid the shit out of my wallet to to watch that movie. I love how it's just, just slowly dawning on him that this is like this is like wait is this a tourism ad? Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It was it was brilliant. Uh huh. What can I say? I'm a sucker for a well placed. You know, for a well-produced uh, piece of media, even if it is a, a commercial. This is true. This is true. Hey, Danny McBride is on the TV show um, The Righteous Gemstones. And, like, everyone's in it. Doesn't that look like something he'd be in? Isn't it like John, John Goodman, Goodman? Adam Devine. Um, Gregory Allen Williams. Now, Adam Devine is a guy I just don't get. 
I love him. I love him. He's great. He he could play a range. Yeah, everything I've seen him in, he he kind of he's definitely got a punchable face. <laughs> of course he does. But you know what? He could play it well. Yeah. I mean, just just watch the movie when we first met on Netflix. Mm. It's a good movie. It, 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 it's it's cute. It's cute. Is it a sci-fi fantasy or superhero movie? It's got sci-fi elements with the spirit guide, basically. Uh, well, by that measure, I mean, I guess we could talk about A Christmas Carol. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, essentially, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but not. It's got a... a um. Oh, shoot. Was it a photo booth that made him be able to, like, make a wish? And he was able to make wishes around this girl. But every reality that he had around her was imperfect in some way, shape, or form. Until he realized maybe he couldn't use the photo booth to be with her. But I'm not giving away the ending. Trust me. Mm. I guess we shall see, my friend. You should well, we watch it. It's good. It's good. I stand by it. The the your wife will like it. Ah, I knew that there was a an upcoming Christmas Carol, spirited a modern reimagining starring Ryan Reynolds as Ebenezer Scrooge. I knew something oh. was coming. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, huh? This year or next year? This year. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, mm. then. Well, I guess we shall see. Well, anyway, getting back to Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Well, I've I got look, a complete they, Winter Soldier vibe on this one. Well, yeah, because that was also like a spy thriller, a mole hunt, even. Who can I trust? Yeah, absolutely. Fury's on the run again? I don't know why he's on the run. I mean, this is my question. Why is he on the run? Or why is he laying low? Isn't he still dead, according to the world? No. I mean, he he was... uh, No, because he was front and center at, at, at S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of Age of Ultron. But was that S.H.I.E.L.D.? That was S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. But S.H.I.E.L.D. then, like, disappears. I mean, but they all seem to be supporting... Well, maybe it wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D., it was the Avengers Avengers support. Yeah, but then he disappeared. Right. He He hung out with the Skrulls. He disappears, and then he could have kept the Avengers together. He could have kept shit from blowing up in their faces, but no. You don't think he would have had an outcome on trying to find a way to stop the Avengers Civil War, Captain America Civil War? Uh, well, again, I think he was up in space. That's why. <sighs> and because of that Civil War and Infinity War, that's why he had Talos go down and impersonate him at that point. I mean, I don't I don't agree with their use of Nick Fury in the way that he's been used in the MCU. I think he should be more front and center in almost everything. 
Well, I mean, we thought we were going to get him. You know, I mean, he was there in the Avengers. That's what we needed him for. He was there in Winter Soldier. Pretty. Yeah, that was great, too. Doing Winter Soldier. And he was there in Age of Ultron. Rides to the rescue. Yes. Pulling some strings here and there. But then he's reduced to... Like working in the shadows or something. Yeah. I mean... I just... I'm, I'm glad he's back. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have him doing. Kind of looks like... Very curious to see what they're doing with Rhodey. Because they have him in a... You know, last we see of Rhodey, he's... <laughs> He's talking to Sam Wilson at the Captain America exhibit, and he's still an Air Force colonel. But in this, this looks like he's, I don't know, running for Senate or Congress or yeah, something. He's like in a Well, suit. a man like that should run for Congress or something or Senate. He is, should. Is he being, is he replaced by a scroll? Ugh. Well, again, yeah, and they and they allude to that, be like, well, I don't know who he was talking to, but who do you how familiar are you with your security detail? Oh, he talks to Rhodey about that. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's that immediate question, which is an immediate parallel to Andor. With uh, Mon Mothma meeting. um, With the uh, ISB agent as her driver. Yeah. Yeah. She's ducking while meeting with Luthen. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's like, um, whatever his name is, the, the guy that is the shopkeeper. That's Luthen. Luthen. Thank you. Luthen goes, how long have you been familiar with him? He's brand new. (laughs) So, but I liked how they, they worked that out. We're going to do a whole and or review soon, but, um, I'm thoroughly impressed with that show. Um, yes, quite. But I like I liked that parallel with how how well do you know your security detail? Oh crap! I don't know them at all. I, I would think like the 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 president wouldn't know their secret service detail very well at all in the beginning either. You know. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, did we see? We don't. We didn't even really see almost anything of Amelia Clark, did we? Did we hear her voice? Oh, that's right. She's in the show, isn't she? She's supposed to be like a major player, but we don't yeah. know who she is. I don't think she was in it at all. I, if if she had her voice in there, I didn't recognize it. It could be there, but I, I'm very t- terrible at that. So the characters we've seen are Talos, Nick Fury, Maria, Maria Hill, uh, Rhodey. Yeah. And then a bunch of random people slash scrolls. I guess we shall see. Yeah, we're going to have to. I'm excited. Uh, do you know when it comes out? Uh, on 2023. Is it, is it like February or something? Early 2023, something like that, yeah. We do so. not have an MCU series now until then. This is true. 
we do have an upcoming MCU movie, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Didn't we talk about that, though? We've mentioned it. I yeah. just want to say I look forward to it. Very curious to see how they handle the passing of T'Challa in this. Yeah. Because they basically come out and said that he's gone. So it yeah. looks like they're giving Angela Bassett more to do in this, which I'm all for because she's. You have excellent. to. She's oh, Hollywood she's royalty. She's royalty. She's great. I mean, she's a legend in, in, in her own time. I mean, my God. You have to do that. You have to give Shuri the 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 Black Panther mantle. Um, I don't know. I think I'd rather Okoye have it. <sighs> Okoye is too one-dimensional. I know what you're saying, and me saying one-dimensional is very harsh. I, I know she's a little bit more multifaceted than that. Trust me, I get it. I mean, she... Shuri... She... Can fight. She turned on her own husband when he turned on the king. I know. I mean, that's I not. I mean, it shows there, there's depth there, though. I mean, there, there's there's that kind of depth. I get it. I just she doesn't have. You see that personality glimpse through, but you don't have a personality like Shuri. I, I know. And you I need know. a leader with a personality. I I don't disagree. Uh, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm glad that they're bringing Nakia back, uh, and of yeah. course Mbaku. <laughs> I love Mbaku. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea what he's gonna do next. You just don't. <laughs> I like that about him. I do too. I do too. <laughs> I just I, I I'm willing to wait for Disney stream plus streaming for that movie. I'm not uh, with 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 the 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 loss of Chadwick Boseman. I get it. I should support this movie. I, I support the idea of the story and everything. I just it's going to come out in such a busy time of year where <laughs> I, I'm going to be. I'm thinking I'm going to go the, pulling my hair the second out. weekend and try to see it. Yeah. My son loved it, my the first one. and But he hasn't asked me to take him to the second one yet. Eh, we'll see. Uh, I, I, look, I look forward to seeing it. And, you know... We... I mean, we're, we're lucky that they actually had a very strong supporting cast to be able to absorb this. Uh, obviously, you're seeing them bring back a lot of the major players from the first movie. Um, minus a handful, but it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm sure it'll tie into uh, the overall upcoming phases, phase five and six. You know, uh, they also just dropped uh, the trailer for Ant-Man. So, I mean, I'm assuming having a new Black Panther, possibly having Namor, uh, will contribute to the fight against Kang, the upcoming fight against Kang, which was revealed in the Ant-Man quantum mania. <laughs> Is which it Ant-Man uh... and the Wasp quantum mania? 
Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. And I like the idea of having Cassie in there. You know, being super smart like he is, by the way. But having the resources to be as smart as she is. And... Well, I mean, I believe Cassie became a superhero in, in the comics, so... She did, yes. And they're gearing up towards that. Um, Again, I think they're setting up a Young Avengers either movie or, or series or something. Yes, they got to get some dudes in there now, though. Maybe, like, we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll see it with um, Isaiah Bradley's grandkid. You know, that would be good. Uh, I would like to see that. I mean, it, it's very female-centric for Young Avengers right now. So you got the Wasp, you got uh, Rira, Riri. Who? The 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 woman who creates her own um, Iron Man suit in Wakanda Forever. Oh, uh, Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah, but what's her real name? It's like Riri uh, or something. Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah. Of course, you also have Miss Marvel. You have Kate Bishop. Miss Marvel, uh-huh. Kate Bishop. So, I mean, that, that that's like four or five, like next generation replacement heroes uh, right there. Let's not forget how male heavy the original Avengers were. I agree, but let's balance but, it out. But let's remember from the past, the, the young, the young Avengers. There was also a Hulkling. I believe. Scar. So we've already been introduced Scar. to him. Yeah. And Wicked and Speed. This could tie back oh. to the division. You think they're they're going to go through the multiverse and get them? Something's going to happen there because that story's not done. I mean, that's possible. It's entirely. Again, we never saw a body at the end of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. So, you know, you who else see a could, body. <laughs> you know who else could be added to Young Avengers? Uh, Joaquin Torres. As the new Falcon. Joaquin Torres. Oh, yeah. I like him a lot. Isn't it? Is it it's Joaquin, right? Torres? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know who you're talking about. The airman. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a lieutenant in the Air, in the air Force. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Not an airman. He was a lieutenant. Um, he, he was an Air Force officer. Is it okay to say airman then? Even though he's no, an officer. Air, Air Force officer. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, me I too. would be a good dude. Someone to look up to and everything. Okay, so we got that. So there's possibilities left and right. Um, talking about Ant-Man. Oh, okay, so... Yep. Joaquin <laughs> Torres. It, it, okay. You know, it'll be... Yeah, I mean, you, you have that ability, right? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, I, I mean, it definitely looks like they're all setting up Avengers the Next Generation. Um, but, I mean, I, to, to be honest with you, that, then she'd be the third generation Ant-Man, right? Or th- third generation of heroes. You have, yeah. you have the original Ant-Man and the Wasp. You have the next generation Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's a another bug-themed superhero coming, I guess. Whatever Cassie's name is. Comic. 
I don't think it's bug related, but still. <laughs> um, I mean, you. By the way, and you, Michael Douglas and Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer are back. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, Paul Rudd. Uh, I like Jonathan, the idea. What, it's Jonathan Majors, right? That that's Kang. Yes. Yeah. I like the idea that we see him hiding in the quantum realm because, of course, Kang would be hiding in the quantum realm to hide from all the other variants. Well, that's also where Bill Murray hangs out. So I know. What is he playing? Bill Murray. No, he's not. Bill Murray plays Bill Murray in every dimension. Of course, we get that. But I mean, (laughs) it wouldn't be the first movie where he plays basically a major character playing Bill Murray. Sure, Zombieland. We get it. I understand. I mean, it... <laughs> I, I, yeah, who who is Bill Murray in this? I didn't even know I, Bill Murray was in this. I, 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 I swear I think I heard that he signed on months ago. But who doesn't? I know. Well, that's the thing, right? I'm just waiting until we flip through the multiverse and we find Nick Fury's played by Denzel Washington. Oh, God. I don't know whether to laugh or cry about that. Or be jump with happiness. I mean, Denzel, man. I still think Denzel's seat is the best place would be at the center chair of a Star Trek vessel. Because he is a Star Trek fan. He would play the shit. Out of a, a Starfleet captain. Fuck yeah. He would play the shit out of one. <laughs> Holy crow. Yeah. We need to get him on and get him off for scale. Yeah. And he'd have to He'll call do Admiral it. Tom fucking Hanks. <laughs> Is Tom Hanks a fan? I don't know if he is, but come on now. Why not? Everybody else is in the MCU. No, I know, Why can't right? we get Tom Hanks in Star Trek? Tom Hanks is making smaller films like a man named Otto. <laughs> Which the trailer looks delightful for, by the way. Yeah. You haven't seen it. Uh, I, I honestly... I generally keep my my phone on vibrate, so I've seen the video. The, the I, I need to play the audio. So you I haven't watched it. You've seen like the video. I've seen it, it, but I haven't yeah. watched it. Yes. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Oh right, they're bringing back Jimmy Woo. Thank God. In Ant Man and Quantum Mania. Yeah. Oh, good. You see, I love Jimmy. Now, Woo. now I'm looking and I'm not seeing Luis, and that hurts my soul. Wait a minute. The assistant who's now the PhD with uh, Natalie Portman? No. No, that's Darcy Lewis. Luis. Michael Pena. His buddy. Oh, Oh, shit. He's not in it? I'm not seeing him. Now, if he's a surprise cameo or something, or, you know, great, but that's bummer, man. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We have to have him. 
<laughs> Disney he's, hire he's the, the creator man of the greatest... to do all the recaps of all the all the Marvel he's, movies. He's the creator of some of the greatest internet memes of all time. <laughs> In that van driving away from San Quentin. <laughs> Oh, when they no. when he's talking about all the and Stan Lee's like acting in one of his stories, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay, so they alluded to the idea of like a, a city in the quantum realm in the first or movie. Civilization. Or a whole civilization and everything. I'm not surprised Kang is hiding in the quantum realm because he knew he could hide from all the other well, variants in, in and the everything. Second movie, you know, Janet's alive, but she's like aged and she's got she's like got weapons and like where where would you find this shit? You know, where her, would she have aged, by the way? I mean, because in the quantum realm, you're not supposed to age. Or did she not age as much? I I, I, I don't know. My my point being is that she's. What was she? What, what was she carrying a weapon from? What was she fighting? You know, I mean, right. There were all these questions, like, how did she live in the quantum realm? What you know? What all su- I could think of was her. Where did the zombie she virus? That's what she was scared of. The zombie well, virus. Well, I mean, that was from the what if? The what if, which was good. I mean, it, it brought. You know, a little bit of plausibility to it, at least. I mean, the quantum realm is so so nebulous and unknown. <laughs> I know, right? But we have this these. Okay, so what is Kang's army all for? I never really understood Kang's motivation. I guess I we'll mean, learn now. He literally was the 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 keeper of all time, up until One Loki. Variant. What? Yeah. And that's what he said. He was the guy kind of holding shit together. But when right. female Loki stabbed him. <laughs> and he couldn't he couldn't send others to go fix the, the, the variants coming out. That's when he would be coming back out, too, because all timelines are ageless, but ongoing. Yeah, so. There are questions, my friend, that we need answers to. <laughs> I'm interested. I really am. The idea of Ant-Man going up against Kang, by the way, who's supposed to be this cosmic villain. You know, he's supposed to be. It's mixed between Kang and Dr. Doom don't know if they're related or they're the same person. It's been alluded to that Kang is like a distant future version of him thousands of years into the future. Who knows? And and, and so because of that, Doom and Kang have this uneasy alliance because they don't trust each other. <laughs> but they're but like, the-, the destruction of one of us will destroy us both. Interesting. Right. That's the comics right there. That's what the comics is all about. So with the introduction of Kang, we technically have Doom. Hmm. Well, if that's the case. Possibly, but you never know because 
you know, there's plenty of things from the the comics that the MCU has opted not to pick up. Thanos, the Lady Death, out the window. True. True. Although I wouldn't have really bought the idea of Lady Death by the time Infinity War came around. I would buy it now. With all the mysticism we're seeing and the Book of Vishanti and stuff like that. But at the time Infinity War came around, him trying to kill half the universe to impress Lady Death, I would have been like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because they're slowly training us to appreciate the more fantastic sides of things. Well, I mean, we of this universe, we've gotten more sci-fi when we went with Guardians. We've mm-hmm. gotten more mysticism with Doctor Strange. Yep. Uh, and we've gotten more weird just in general across the board with everything. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. So. Ta-da! So, ta-da! Indeed, indeed. So we have the Ant-Man trailer, and then, oh my god. Moving on to the next one. Unless there's anything else you want to say. You mean the Guardians? Let's move on to the Guardians holiday special trailer. <laughs> Where it's all done in group talk. Just no. like just like it's oh dear god. cultural forebear, <laughs> the Star Wars special. Oh dear god. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. Oh my God. (laughs) All right. You just watched the trailer. Your immediate thoughts. I'm very curious to see who this Kevin Bacon guy is. (laughs) I laughed the hardest where it said introducing. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess we're going to see more of Cosmo. We are, apparently. Which, did we see him or her in the second movie, in Volume in 2? Guardians 1, he was in the collector. I know he was a collector item, but and was, then he he was in the King. Volume 2? I don't recall. Yeah. And we know this takes place after Thor, Love and Thunder. Well, since the Asgardians of the Galaxy have since broken up, yes. <laughs> yes, because it, Thor's it not there. To. Thor's not there. They're talking about how Gamora's gone. I did not think... I, I, I didn't really have an idea of where they were going to go with this. I thought that they were going to play like a... Um, <clears throat> I hate to be so cynical as to think what they were going to do. Pardon me. Well, they didn't say it's a Christmas special. They said it's a holiday special. You know, you know, they could be celebrating, you know, the the <laughs> life day. Root, you know, yeah, their yeah. The, the life day or something. But yeah, it's actually they're going they're going to Earth for Christmas. But they had Christmas lights on the on the introduction title card, the teaser card. Which, fine, and so I I was thinking it was going to be Christmas, but I thought that they were going to be teaching, like, Baby Groot the idea of Christmas or something. I thought it was going to be, not Lee, 
<coughs> pardon me, not lame, but a little bit more on a spaceship talking about, you know, past stories and things like that. So we saw flashbacks on things from each. That was literally what I thought the holiday special was going to be. Each member of the Guardians was going to narrate a personal story of theirs appreciating their family in a time of need or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Which, you know, would have been heartfelt and funny. Them going to Earth, where Quill apparently does not want to go, <laughs> I did not expect. And by the way, by the way, they better end that freaking special with Quill finally meeting his grandfather and hugging him. That'd be nice. That yeah. would be nice. Because for the last 40 flipping years, he thought his grandson ran away. He lost his grandson and his daughter on the same night. And we saw his grandfather in volume two driving the blue car that almost got taken over by uh, Kurt Russell's uh, uh, blood vessel. Gross, I know. Well, I guess we'll see. Be nice. But I liked the idea that both both Drax and, and Mantis wanted to go and cheer cheer Quill up. They go to Earth. They they thought outside the box. And let let's take Kevin Bacon. A story, uh, you know, a joke that has been ongoing since what? The first volume one? Yes. Like, you like Kevin <laughs> like, Bacon. <laughs> and they <laughs> and then Mantis says, just like Kevin Bacon, exactly. <laughs> so or dirty, you know, well, d- dirty dancing. Isn't it the greatest? Is it still the greatest movie ever made? Footloose. It never was. Yeah, Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> dirty dancing was Swayze. Oh yeah, Footloose. Exactly like Footloose. Is it still the greatest movie ever made? It never was. Huh? <laughs> But from James Gunn, according to James Gunn, uh, Quill has every ability to be able to go back to Earth, but he chooses not to because it's too painful uh, for his memories dealing with his mom's death. This would be the perfect excuse to be able to reconnect with his family. And I hope, I, I, knowing he James even, Gunn. Do we even know if he went and looked his family up after Tony's funeral? No, of course, we do, we do, because James Gunn said uh, Quill spent most of the time on on the ship. He he was there at the funeral, and then he got off Earth as soon as he could because of his, the the memories of his mother being too great. That's what he said on Twitter. Okay, so oh, we definitely shouldn't take things James Gunn says on Twitter seriously. I know. Well. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> shelve that one for a moment. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, Quill Quill doesn't want to go back to Earth because it's too painful for him, but I would love to see that moment. I think that, that would be the greatest holiday payoff that would actually make the room very dusty for me. Maybe he visits his mom's grave. That, too, with his grandfather. Because he maybe, wouldn't know. Uh, see, maybe... He goes to see his mother's grave, and there's Grandpa. Oh, even better. Yeah. Quill, 
Pete. And he goes and calls, him Pete. He calls him Pete. He calls him Pete. I got you, Pete. You go, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, I'm Star Lord. Come on, man. Legendary Outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so great. And 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 James Gunn would be that exact kind of writer because he wrote this. He would do that. He wrote it and directed <gasps> he it. Did? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Probably going to be one of the last I, things he directs. <laughs> I guess Disney and Warner Brothers are both a big fan of gun, gun control. Oh, I like yours better. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense because all them Californians keep asking for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, well, would, that would be a great trolling headline. Warner Brothers and Disney both agree on gun control. <laughs> Spelled G-U-N-N. <laughs> Great! They're all or, or both behind uh, new gun control. Mm-hmm. Great! Major Corp... Wait, that's not... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. All right, so I'm, I'm not moving on to the final story. Gun, I'm not mocking actual... Because I, I believe in... Gun control. I also believe in the Second Amendment, and I also believe that James Gunn is going to have fun with the DC universe. They gave him TV too, TV movies and animated projects. Okay, so I've heard so stories about this. So he's Kevin right. Feige's rival. He, he is, yes. So Warner Brothers hired James Gunn to be in charge of DC Studios. DC Studios. And he's got he's got a co-person who I, I forget his name. Um I heard I, the theory. I think it's is, like Steve Slapnuts or something like that. It's not Slapnuts, but <laughs> Meh. um you can look it up. But I am. You can't stop me. He's gonna be in charge of like the television side, but he's gonna consult with James Gunn. About how the television side can interact with the movie side. They're basically they're renaming the DCEU to the DCU. Yeah, they are. They they're officially doing that. And and James Gunn is basically a movie studio head. Now think about this: a man who directed Slither seventeen years ago, a monster movie that made maybe a million dollars is now one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. Think about that. Peter Safran. Peter Safran. Thank you. He's going to be in charge of most of the TV division, but they're, they've got equal partnership. Well, in yeah, yeah. He's in, he, he's, his counterpart is Kevin, the robot. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's got a female CEO that's like in charge of the the Marvel television stuff that she that he consults with to make sure everything's like in line. I forget her name. It's like Amanda something. Um, we really should know that. We should, but we don't. I don't know. Okay. Um, we didn't know the other guy here either. We didn't know the other guy either. It's an we only longer. we only know the two Titans. Yeah. So I mean, just to think, the idea that. Man, uh, the two most powerful men in Hollywood 
came from the same branch almost. I, uh, it's insane. I think it's the right way to go it's for DC. Parcells versus Belichick. It really is. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I honestly think it's the right move for DC. I hate the idea of losing James Gunn out of the MCU. No, no, no. He's going out to direct other. No, I don't think I don't think he's going to direct anything anymore. I think he's going to be on like the consulting side now. He's the CEO of DC Studios, man. I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Knuckle puck. Yep, exactly. So, and, and I also I'm I'm sad that we're not going to see. He might write stuff, but I don't know if he's even going to have enough time to do that. He's just going to be in charge of an entire movie studio. Jesus. No, he's writing everything. That's the thing. There's going to be no other writers. Yeah. If it's but not his idea. Writers. If he's if he doesn't like your ideas, you're sent to TV. <laughs> no. So does this mean, you know, Grant Gustin will actually replace Ezra Miller in The Flash? Rumor has it they've already uh, rehired, uh, hired a new Flash to replace Ezra. Not Grant Gustin, unfortunately. You see, and th- and while Marvel did try for a while, it's it, like with Agents of Shield and Agent Carter to like be tied into the M- the MCU proper. But the Netflix shows were kind of like tangentially related. Yes. They didn't even mention them by name, by the way. I know. So did you get them from the big green guy or was it an experiment? Yeah, I mean, it, it was. Look. When when Marvel finally pulled their heads out of their asses and, and absorbed TV into the same studios and now you have. Seeing the events of WandaVision greatly affecting Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. That is the kind of thing we were looking for when Phil Coulson and his plucky band of people flew off on the bus. Yep. At the start of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's exactly what and we're we got that for. for like a year and a half. Maybe a year and a half. I think mostly just a year. And it was well, it was they, they movie tie... side affecting the TV side, really. Yes, yes. Although they did a great job with uh, Age of Ultron, basically doing some lead up to it where they said, hey, it was Phil Coulson who tipped off the Avengers as to the location of the um, where the scepter was. And then it was Phil and his group who was prepping the helicarrier. Yeah. Yeah. It was all the background shit. <laughs> it was all the background stuff that we saw, yeah. It's, it's kind of like when you read the, um, <laughs> the uh, well, like the uh, the lead-up comics for these things. Like when they lead up. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the Road 2 or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like all this shit happened off-screen, but this is yeah. what happened. <laughs> Oh, Dude, they great. even did that with a few of the characters who actually weren't in, in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Really? They did, yeah. They did a comic book. 
Nice. Companion okay. companion materials. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can I say? I think a lot of the now and and here's the funny thing. So apparently Henry Cavill is coming back to play Superman. And apparently they've also renewed Superman and Lois. So the next time you have a multiverse, can we have <laughs> Tyler Hoechlin and Henry Cavill side by side? It's more possible now than it ever was before. That's for sure. I mean, they actually had Grant Gustin meeting fucking Ezra Miller. They did. They and did. I, I got to tell you, I didn't like Ezra Miller's flash. I didn't like him either. He didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't smart. The he, Flash is smart. He was, but they didn't show it. I mean, like, you get a little bit of hints, like, inside the, his Flash cave. And then when he and Grant Gustin's Flash are talking about the polymers of each other's uniforms. And that's about it. Yeah, but didn't, didn't. Didn't uh, Bruce Wayne give him the Flash uniform? No, that was that was his. He found it. Oh, in, it was in his. the Flash cave, which oh, okay sounds really bad. I shouldn't say that. The Flash cave, like the the Flash cave. Oh my that god, really bad. Uh, no, that's not great. Again, no, that puts you on a list. Grant Gustin <laughs> was a far is a far superior Flash. And granted, we get this. We've seen a shitload more of them. We've seen. Right. Ezra Miller as the Flash in what a quick like three second cameo, you know, in the videos that Bruce Wayne is watching that Lex Luthor sent him. Yeah. In Dawn of Justice. We see him with like a, a doesn't he have a quick cameo in Suicide Squad? Uh, I don't think he does, no. Hmm. I thought he I, I I don't know about the Suicide Squad, no, but no, it was just Suicide, Suicide Squad. Now I thought he did, and then of course the little you know Crisis on Infinite Earth shit outside of the I don't know if we want to call it the extended Snyder cut. That's about <laughs> it. I mean, he's barely put together. Yeah, you know, maybe two movies worth of material. It's true. It's true. I I just I mean the problems with Ezra Miller and everything. I just uh, he's a creep. This this is a big this is a big announcement with James Gunn being in charge because they're basically rebranding the entire DCU now. Good. And this it's, this it's kind flash of movie like when they reorganized the the MCU to absorb the TV aspect, but this is on a much grander scale. Right. And this Flash movie is going to be the last of the DCEU. They haven't they have an out to be able to change it up a little bit. They don't have to change the actor on screen. They can just change him off screen. So the next Flash will be some different actor. But who went through that same situation? That was him. Mark Ruffalo. Sure. Why not? What the hell? 
No, but I mean Mark <laughs> Ruffalo recast. Yeah, they pull they pull a Mark Ruffalo or they pull a they they, they Don pull Cheadle. a uh, Don Cheadle. Exactly. I approve. You know, so it would be I, I, neat if even if it's just like small time you get a couple of these really good actors from the Arrowverse to play yeah. their characters in the, the wider DC universe because they haven't introduced Green Arrow. It would give a lot of DC fans a lot of glee to be able to just give the, a couple well, snippets mean, it, of that and everything. Just it, like it how we like, saw Jarvis in Endgame. Right, you know? <laughs> or John Krasinski as Mr. The, Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic, yeah. The smartest man in the universe. Patrick I Stewart mean, in the MCU? Yeah, and, and then when he rolled up, it da 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 Exactly. Because <laughs> the MCU is pretty good at that. Uh, the Arrowverse was too, but the MCU, you know, they have the da 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 and and you know from the Spider-Man cartoon and in it they've they've uh, they played the Rhodey's ringtone and and Iron Man one was <laughs> the Iron Man cartoon theme song. I mean, yeah, there's some great homages to it. Oh yeah. Um, that's that's what the Arrowverse did. They did a great job of bringing back a lot of actors. Like in Supergirl, the Danvers, uh, you know, uh, Alex's parents. Her mother was the woman, who, uh, the actress who played Supergirl in the '80s movie, Supergirl. Yep. And then her dad was Dean Cain, who played Superman. He got written out pretty been- quick. <laughs> Well, and it's funny, too, because a lot of it was kind of his, his like, right-ish leanings. But then they also bring in Kevin Sorbo to play Monel's dad. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Across from fucking Terry Hatcher. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Monel's That's parents great. were Terry awesome. Hatcher and Kevin Sorbo. That's great. awesome. <laughs> I mean, they got Burt Ward to come back. Is Dick As Grayson? Robin. You know, yeah, you, um, Robert Wool. Yeah, As, uh, you know, uh, Tom Welling. Yeah, I mean, yes, and 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 yes, the the DC, the TV side of the DC universe, the best, make great homages, and actually, probably more faithful homages. Or many more homages. I mean, well, do they have more opportunities to be able to do it? Right. And you know, they were twenty episode seasons. Half of the half the shows were twenty episode seasons. Right. The others were like fifteen episode seasons. And anyone could see that the TV division was far outpacing the movie division, which is what the frustration was. Because the right. movie division couldn't get, they kept stepping on their tails. Well, they kept trying to immediately go right into team up movies rather than give Let at least two or three people, you know, at least three, you know, three people, you right. know, three additional people. <laughs> Batman, Bruce Wayne did, you know, if they didn't even have to be a Batman origin story, you could just see what Batman was doing. You, know, you got the Superman origin story. Or you didn't need to redo the Batman one because we do that all the time. Right. But still, you could just you could have done something, a Batman. Well, one. this is a little late to go into this, 
but Warner Brothers has a long memory, right? So they tried to redo, they tried to recreate Superman in 06 with Superman Returns by continuing the story of the Christopher Reeve saga after Superman 2. And it didn't make enough money as it was. And a lot of complaints were it was him versus Lex Luthor again against nature, as opposed to him fighting it out against Zod or something like that, an equal. And so Warner Brothers is like, okay, well, we understand that. We're just going to do a whole new freaking reboot because we didn't make enough money off of the original idea or that universe. So we're going to do this. And then they made Man of Steel, where hundreds of thousands of people died in a fist <laughs> fisticuffs fight between Zod and Superman. And Superman didn't do anything to try to save people other than Lois. Right? That I mean, that's fair. I mean, maybe there was the occasion. No, I don't even remember him picking up the occasional person who was about to fall. He was His focus was completely on Lois or Zod. So they, they overcorrected. They overcorrected. And they heard about that. And so they did... Batman v Superman to bring in their best performing character, Batman, fresh off of um, what's his name? Controversy. Huh? The controversy with Ben Affleck. No, no, no. There was no controversy. Everyone loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I know. They hated it at first. That's my point. I know. Yes. They they hated it at first. They hated it at first. But uh, Christopher Nolan. Fresh off Christopher Nolan's trilogy, which was epic, although I haven't watched the last movie more than once. Um, well, The Dark Knight is just so rewatchable. It is. I've only seen it three times, by and, the and, way. And but but Batman Begins was very good too. I, I mean, yeah. The problem the problem sometimes with the third movie is that you're, especially if the sequel, if the the middle movie exceeds the original like empire right or like the godfather part two or right. or the dark knight the expectations are just that much higher right. very few times do you get the third movie is at least as good if not stronger return of the king is is one example yeah absolutely and Revenge what, of what the I'm Sith, I is, guess, could be considered one, too, because it was better than the first two that preceded it. <laughs> yes, that's true, too. Um, but Warner Brothers saw that and they saw the Batman franchise and like, and they're like, OK, well, we couldn't make enough money off of Man and Steel, Man of Steel, even though we gave the fans what they wanted. Thought, they obviously they want more Batman. They made a shitload of money with it, though. Wasn't it like but a, there was a lot of critique to it. And and overly not Jesus-y a lot of repeat and, watchers. And, well, the problem is it just wasn't as hopeful. It wasn't. It was a it was a Jesus recreation without the Jesus in it. <laughs> Space Jesus. We're sci-fi who, fans, who allowed man. a we've ton seen, of people to die. We've seen a ton of Space Jesus. Right. And by the way, by all rights, when he broke Saad's neck that breaking of the neck motion should have killed that family that was in that art, <laughs> the art, the art gallery, which they, they weren't, but he literally killed him 
and jerked the eye the 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 eye beams into that family. Um, we saw we saw if you look good enough, you could see the family run away. But through the dust and everything, they didn't run die. away. Run yeah, away. they did. But this is the problem. Warner Brothers just could. They were too reactive. They couldn't. They couldn't trust a vision. And they they literally they 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 pendulumed themselves too far each time they had a movie come out. Now at least we have James Gunn who has, you know, a stability of vision, and and by the way, Warner Brothers trusts him. He has yet to make a bad movie, not necessarily a high performing movie. He's made a, you know a couple you know blockbusters and everything. But he's made original stories that have heart well, to it, them, it too. It's the only thing he's done for DC, The Suicide Squad. He did uh, Peacemaker, the TV show on HBO Max. Well, of course, which spun off of The Suicide Squad. Right. And it, it, by, it, that's renewed for season two. Um, and by all accounts, it is a fantastic TV show. Haven't watched it. I haven't seen The Suicide Squad. The I just I can't squad. get into... I can't get into DC because of all the inconsistent plans that they have with them. So there's no payoff. Yeah, I understand. I understand the idea. It is dark. And I understand the idea. You watch a movie. If you enjoy the movie, isn't that the payoff? Yes and no. (laughs) I mean, there were times watching the Snyder cut of uh justice league that i mean there there was i mean steppenwolf was much better yeah oh yeah absolutely but like there was a couple of things that they cut out like batman's speech to the flash just save one person that was a joss whedon uh but that was a good that was a really good line yeah, Joss Whedon was, is it, good for one lines. They they should that that needed to have stayed in. I agree, but that that wasn't the purpose of the Snyder Cut. We wanted to see the AT and T greenlit the Snyder Cut. I know, but so something like that. That was a powerful moment. Sure, and. That was good mentoring. And if you wanted to show the, the things that you want, here, here's what I'll give Batman versus Superman is that it's the only time that I can truly remember in a Batman movie that you actually see Batman living up to his title as the world's greatest detective. Yes. And, and that was where we saw Ben Affleck be the best Bruce Wayne and be a very good Batman. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So. Black suit Superman? Not bad? No, I was fine with that. A lot of people don't understand the fact that the black suit Superman was not supposed to have a black suit permanently, by the way. He was supposed to use that black suit as a recovery device to absorb all the energy from the sun. But apparently Zack Snyder fans don't know shit from that. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that was that was what he came back in in the comics. Yeah, the comics. Yeah. And I remember seeing comic versions of the death of Superman and his return based on that. 
Yeah. Yeah. You see, the animated movies were generally They're all on point. Good. They're all on point. I made a point mm, probably 12 years ago saying the animated division of Warner Brothers. This is 12 years ago, by the way, 2010. They were I remember better than, because, the, than the Marvel animated version, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Much. So much better. Um, but they had 30 years at that or 20 years at that point of <laughs> of of animation to work off the, of, too. The DC animated movies that were coming out basically starting in the it was like a 10 year ish period from. You know, like 2006 or 2007 mm-hmm. on to about 2018, where they were really churning out some movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Superman Doomsday was phenomenal. Yes, it was. Uh, what was it? Um, Justice League New Frontier, which was all almost going back to the Golden Age type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, with... David Boreanaz as Hal Jordan. They've got some really fun characters to play, uh, <laughs> actors to play these roles. Mark Harmon played Superman in one of the movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in the last couple of years where they've done a few of these Justice League dark animated movies, Matt Ryan coming in and playing John Constantine. Oh, Constantine. Yeah, supposed to be Constantine. I know. Right? You know that, but yeah, it's easy to it's easy to just say Constantine. Well, that's just what they called him on Legends, so that's what I stuck with. Yeah, they Despite they the said legend, it in the movie with Keanu Reeves too. By the way, Constantine. That that's where it all went off the rails. It was supposed to be I, Constantine. Apparently, that's getting a sequel. Yeah, with Keanu Reeves, and hopefully he goes. By the way, it's it's uh, Constantine. <laughs> Which, and I know. In the comics, he is English, right? I don't know. I I can't I can't speak for that. Still, and I never saw the Constantine TV show. Never did I cancel. Uh, William Matt Shatner Ryan. watched every episode. By the way, when I when I followed him on Twitter, he literally had a tweet storm every episode that came on each week, which was crazy. Hey, that's that's cool, man. But yeah. Matt Ryan crushed it as as Constantine. I, I, I've heard I nothing but good things for him about that. So he's just such a lovable prick. And I I'm glad that they brought him back for for the extended TV universe. Well, he had he had after the show got canceled, he showed up on an episode of Arrow where he I think he helped resurrect Sarah Lance, um, the White Canary. Mm-hmm. And then he would show up periodically, typically in Legends, but he was kind of an acquaintance of Oliver Queen. And then he kind of became a recurring character on Legends. And then a full-time cast member. And he's, I love him. He's so he slayed good. it. Oh, <laughs> killed it. Love it. Nice. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, if no Constantine comes into the DC Universe movies. They got to bring this guy on. He will bring a huge cult following with him. Well, then why have the Keanu Reeves sequel then? It's probably going to be produced by somebody different. 
It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be. It's, 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 I know, but it's kind of like the Batman. You're going to have Robert Pattinson, but Ben Affleck. Mm. See, now that's where that's where the old guard fell off. I have no idea about what Gunn's plans are. Shocking, I know, but I have a feeling. I have a feeling he's going to use Ben Affleck to transition into Robert Pattinson as the Batman. That is in the current DCEU because they said a multi-tiered universe. I mean, you could, you could flashpoint it too. They could. They could do. I they mean, could do anything. DC, the DC, the Arrowverse did the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, we've got Joker two coming. Uh, you know, which is not a part of anything, by the way. No mention of Batman in the first movie, apparently. So well, it was before Batman, right? Because it was Thomas Wayne, right? Wasn't Thomas Wayne in it? Yeah, well, I have no idea. I didn't see it. I need to see it. I need to see a lot of things. I know. I, know it, I mean, it It looked so It looks harsh. like a hard watch. It looks like a hard watch. Dude, <laughs> I remember the army put some... Uh, some warnings out there for was, the Joker. There was, a, there was a lot of people concerned that the Joker was going to cause mass shootings. Wow, really? Because of the, the I know because the, the ultimate ending. I know what happens at the end. I mean, but still, yeah, I I could see that. I I'm just I didn't think about it like that. You're right. And to be honest with you, who? Who lately hasn't just occasionally thought of shooting Robert De Niro? I think about it every other day. But and don't get me wrong, I love him I, as I an actor. It, but he I think he can about be a, it as more of a flesh wound, not straight in the face. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> I want to humble him, not kill him. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I don't mean any of it. <laughs> I could go and watch. Anna Analyze this right now and and laugh my ass off. One of my favorite De Niro movies of all time. Oh, and I was like, yeah, that. Oh, meet meet the parents and meet the Fockers, man. <laughs> it's always kind of interesting when you see these people who are legendary playing tough guys and serious dramatic. Actors, and when you go and see them and just slay in a comedy, yeah, that's a talent. That is a talent. Oh, the movie The War with Grandpa that came out in 2020. That was fun. It's on HBO Max, I think. Well, what can I say, man? I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the superhero movies. I know there's been a lot of questions about whether or not they're, they're falling into ruts and People like uh, who's the Watchman guy? Don Miller. Don. Oh. Huh. The guy who created the Watchman. Oh. Um. Shoot. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The 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 English asshole. Yeah. Yeah, the English asshole. He's, he's real. Oh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Yeah, he's been just 
for starters, apparently he hates every version that's ever been done of his Watchmen, and he's just like running down superhero movies and like swearing off doing superheroes. Look, man, I get it. If if you continue to believe that people aren't getting your vision just right, I can respect that. Okay, I can. Well, I can, you know, you have. No, I'm right there with you. I agree. I called him an asshole. He's he's acting like an asshole. Yeah, but it's kind of like and I don't get me wrong. I like a lot of Scorsese movies, but he's also kind of a prick for this whole superhero movies are like ruining cinema and stuff like that. I'm like, come on, man. No, it's the nature of the of of the market that's changing everything. It's not superhero movies that are changing it. He's just pissed he's not <laughs> making a billion dollars with his movies. He's pissed that his movie Hugo was a piece of shit. And I stand by that. That was a piece of shit movie. That was a self-congratulatory handshake between him and all the legacy filmmakers, thinking that they were all high and mighty using the allegory of 3D in that film versus the allegory of the creation of film by Lumiere. Well, no. you, you can have a good film, a good motion picture, even yeah. today. Okay? I went and saw Lincoln in the theater with Dan Day-Lewis. The people stood up yeah, I and slapped. I, I went to see 42. People cheered, clapped at the end of the movie. Yeah, that was a good movie, too. Yeah, I saw that. Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson. It was phenomenal. I heard so, it was. Oh, I only heard, though, that he played the voice wrong. Well, you know. He played the voice too, too low. And, and maybe. I, I mean. But otherwise, he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys, the guys played quite a few uh, historical figures in. That one hurt. Yeah, it did. We we lost we lost a cherished soul and a and a, a true talent in Chadwick and I I, I maybe it's, it's one just going to hurt too to much recover. to watch Wakanda fa- forever without him. I know, which is why I'm not motivated. Like I just I just can't. I was really excited to see uh, Black Panther. I'm I'm not excited to see Wakanda forever. Well, I mean, there was a lot more hope with Black Panther. Now that there's this kind of pall hanging over, you're you know, right. That's exactly it. There's a pall. Yeah. But I, I also want to see it because I do think Disney and Marvel will do their best to honor Chadwick, who gave such a fantastic performance as as T'Challa. That man's been in chemo the entire time that he was T'Challa. And he was and he jacked was, as he shit, was in, too. Yes! How is that possible? I mean, <laughs> he was a superhero in his own right. Jesus. You know, I and mean... colon the, cancer, of all things, man. Uh, I mean, he, but oh. he played real-life groundbreakers like Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, and... Um, um, the singer. What's James Brown. James Brown, yes. Now, I don't believe he did any of the singing. But he crushed it in that movie. Love that was love. The James the the James Brown movie. Get on up, I, yeah, get on up. It came out the same weekend as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. 
Yes, I and believe so. Get on up just was crushed by Guardians. Yeah, but it was a really good movie. I saw both. Oh, good. Both. I heard. I heard he was in fantastic the in Get On yeah. Up. Yeah. I, I actually uh, went with uh, you know a few classmates from this army school. I was at. Nice. They're like, <laughs> they're like, dude, you wanna you, you wanna come with us to see that movie? I'm like, James Brown, man, that guy could wail. <laughs> it's, it's such great music. Like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I do admit to being, um, to kind of standing out in that in the movie theater. You probably did. Uh, but your 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 pale Italian self. Yeah, but it, it was <laughs> such a good movie. He, the dude was such a versatile actor. And yeah. Oh, yeah. You, 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 Again, you heard I said it. We lost a treasure. You, you've ever heard the story on how he got into. Um, maybe it was it was Juilliard, maybe. He qualified for like a scholarship that Denzel Washington set up. Oh. Yeah. And I believe when um, when Denzel was honored with the AFI award, Chadwick got up there and and was one of the people who introduced him. And that was even before Chadwick was huge. Um, but man, he, you know, that must I have mean, been an amazing moment for him. When you think in the great scheme of what actors and actresses and whatnot do. Look, man, I, you know me, I was a soldier, right? You were? Yeah, I, I know I don't mention it much. You once were a soldier? Stuff. What? But, I mean, for us, sometimes having that escapism after all the horrible shit we see, being able to go and just watch a movie at the end of the day or watch a TV show, you know, deployed is like one of the few things we could enjoy particularly when we were far away. So, Oh, sure. I could definitely recognize talent and, and you got to respect a man who was, you know, just crushed his craft and fought through such hardship. Even, you know, that was tough. That's a tough dude and he will be missed. It's hard to say. I, plus just loved so much of the things he did. <laughs> and I think it's fitting to just kind of, you know, tip our hat to such a, a a great talent who is obviously taken too soon and who's was set to, I think, possibly be the leader or like I probably think he, one I of the, think the he next was going few to be movie stars. Like, but I also think he was like going to be the replacement for Iron Man or Captain America in the MCU. Oh after yeah, Infinite after Endgame. Easily could have been. Easily could have so been. Should have been. Yep. I mean, it, uh, just how much Black Panther crushed not only the box office but critics. I mean, it was nominated for an Academy Award. Superhero movies <laughs> don't generally get that <laughs> they don't guardian should have gotten a, a, a 
a, a nomination, but that's that's my contention. But if if Winter Soldier, you know, deserved some some praise for what it was. Actually, yeah, Winter Soldier should have gotten the the Academy Award for Best Picture. It was that was really, the same year. I it was about really that. fucking good. Yeah, the acting was yeah. extremely strong. I mean. Robert Redford did not just back down. He was Robert Redford. He was a good, <laughs> and I know people he was talk the about Robert Marvel Redford, villain. Yeah. He was a good villain because he was like a real life villain. Yeah, he was. He was Washington establishment. <laughs> Who maybe had ties to uh, extremist groups? Exactly. Potentially. And in twenty. 14 i mean we had we had problems but you know just flash forward seven eight years in your life things are going weird things are going weird if you drop that movie now i think that thing would crush even harder probably probably all right man well we are well past our 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 tap out time And, and considering we literally had very little plan going into it tonight. I think that's actually I think this is one impressive. of our longest episodes. <laughs> it's one of our longest in a while. Um, yeah. We used to, I, I used to be able to push the envelope uh, back when we first started because I uh, had better hours. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note, everyone, thank you for listening. You can find us out uh, at, at Twitter uh, at those sci-fi guys or email us those sci-fi guys at gmail.com i am ps mckay in the meantime you guys keep dreaming we'll keep working so long everyone and thank you hey we appreciate everything stick with us we will have a better plan for the next episode i promise but as always we'll see you on the high ground Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by AlphaSight Productions, produced by DT Cavman and P.S. McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin Cloud at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow P.S. McKay on Twitter at P.S. McKay, or go to thosesci-fi-guys.com for past episode information. <laughs> <laughs>